0: welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Karen Doolittle okay so tell me about you and social media specifically I want to hear about you know, you and your beginnings with that and and how that relates to, it doesn't have to relate to money at all, but I'm I'm curious because you're someone who doesn't work in social media specifically in terms of like that's your income, Mm -hmm. but that's where you work. So I'm excited about this because I want to hear, like you're both the employer of people on social media and- someone on social media. So tell
1: me about you and
0: your beginning of social media.
1: Yeah, well, um, I think I joined Instagram, I think it must have been like a little later, a few years after, because I remember having an Android phone and it was at the time where I couldn't be on Instagram and getting an iPhone and then immediately loving it because it felt like it was an accessible tool to share photos, and I was, came to Instagram kind of as a newer photographer, and it felt like a really cool way to explore that interest of mine, and also find other artists who are doing things that I was inspired by. Um, that's still what I love about it the most today. That's the thing that I think is the most important and um, has the most lasting value about Instagram. Um, and then I started, you know, like I started going to Insta meets and, you know, meeting people who were in that community. And of course, it feels really amazing to be around people who are doing things that you love to do just as much as you love to do them. Um, it's such a wonderful experience. And that's actually what I think is like the resounding importance of a community like that, um, which is to be around people who inspire you um, and uh, who you want to make things with. I mean, that's really all that you can ask for. And that's what I found. Um, and then started doing it more and more and, um, you know, building a following, I guess. Uh, I started connecting with Jeffrey Gerson, who is one of my favorite people in the entire planet. And he took over for community, uh, for Jessica Zollman, um, after she um, rocked it in that position so hard. And you know, he—I was taking a lot of photographs of my clients at the time, um, the people that I worked with, um, who in San Francisco, I, in San Francisco who okay. um, remained anonymous, right? Because I had to protect people's privacy. But I was really interested in showcasing um, people with disabilities in a way that um, didn't make their dis- disability so central.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, and it wasn't the first thing that you saw or noticed about uh-huh. a person, um, and really presenting people in like a more, I guess, holistic human way. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, saw that work that I started doing and like loved it and, or wanted to talk more about it. And we like met and started hanging out and talking and, um, he wrote a blog post about me that was featured on Instagram And that, you know, kind of gave me a bigger audience and a bigger platform to share. Yeah. yeah, So cool. Is he still there? Yeah, he, he is. Um, he, I think is the, like a product marketing lead at Instagram right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's awesome. He's such an amazing, um, generous, creative, um, and community builder. He really believes in the community of Instagram. Um, he's an incredible photographer and he's just a really sweet, sweet person.
0: That's such a good friend yeah, to have. I love Jeffrey Gerson. Yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. So he kind of his blogging about you, featuring you a little bit, was something that made you made you more of a like air quotes influencer. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, and I know. It's so we are so uncomfortable with this ugh. word. There's so much to unpack around it. I know. Um, it's do you like, have ugh. Do you
0: have thoughts on it?
1: Well, I mean, I use it a million one times a day at my job. Um, I. You know, I'm wondering, like, okay, if we're uncomfortable about with this word, why are we uncomfortable with it? Like, what does it um, express that is hard for us to sit with, and what should we replace it with? You know, I mean, I ha- I have to have these types of conversations about everything every day. I mean, my job is to be a strategic thinker, um, and I love to like bitch and complain as much as the next person. But I'm also interested in, like, okay, so, like, let's come up with a new word or, like, why don't we like it? And, like, let's get curious about it. You know, that type of thing. But for now, it's um, it's the word. Someone that I work with, one of our, like, our chief creative officer, he came up with the idea of, like, he wants to make the word social caster a thing. And I was thinking about it, at first I was like, that sounds corny. Like, what does that even mean? And then he explained it, and he was likening it to... So you watch sports games, and you have broadcasters who are there to kind of share an experience and curate an experience of like what's going on. This is like in the context of context of working with influencers around uh, activations, which is ad speak for like brand events, right? right. Um, which is
0: which is even further broken down to say, if a brand is creating an event and they're paying lots and lots of money to have people come in and experience right. their product or to come in and talk about their product and get paid to
1: do it. Yeah. That's what, that's what that's called, but it's ad speak. So we just got to break totally. And the idea being that, you know, like we are here, um, this person is like being a representative and ambassador of the brand and is here to like broadcast the brand message. And like, what if we replace it with that or, you know, and so, you know, these types of conversations are having are happening, I guess. Yeah, about how do we? That's an interesting one. social caster,
0: I see that. I see that because I think, I think for me, when I've talked to
1: other air quote influencers, it it triggers. You can't even say. You can't even say the word. You're like air quote, and like what does that mean? Because you don't like. I think the worry there is that, um, like, you'll come off as self important or like more important than you are. Or I think that's the insecurity, or anxiety there, right? Uh, Well, yeah, I've only
0: talked to like two people who have referred to themselves yeah. as an influencer. And it makes me like ki- kind of judge them a little sure. bit. Like yeah. when they're like, I'm an influencer. And I'm like, ew. Yeah,
1: totally. Oh, I mean, I feel that icky gross. feeling too. And it's really important to unpack it. Because I mean, what it comes down to is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. You know? And like, should we judge people who are like, you know, accepting brand partnerships to make money? Like, we want to make money. I want to yeah. make money. It yeah. also happens to be about something else yeah. for me, too. And the reason I take less and less of those, because for me, like, I really wanted to move towards a place where I was making photos for myself mm. um, and not to pitch myself to brands for me personally. Yeah. Um, and that's also part of why I have, like, an hourly regular, like, a regular job.
0: Yeah. And, but I think for the people that I've talked to about it, the thing that is triggering for them as well and maybe this is like an ego thing mm-hmm. but it's almost that they they want they don't want to be summed up in a word that's so right just vague mm-hmm. you know it's like the word influencer is more attached to a number mm-hmm. and not a personality right. not a name not a not a talent or right. a skill that someone has worked really hard to do like you can be a photographer who's an influencer. You can mm-hmm. be a blogger, an author, an actress, a singer. Like there are so many things that you can actually mm-hmm. be that represent who you are or who I am in my, in my values, in my skills, mm-hmm. in what I bring to the table that I see as more important than just like, oh yeah, by the way, she has a lot of followers. Right, And it feels kind of like and again, that's why I'm saying it's kind of an ego thing. Because right. it's like, hey, didn't you see me? Like, I want you to see me. Like, right. see me. Right. See me for what I'm totally. See me for what I'm doing. Not like the number. Right. Um, especially now that you can buy followers and you can create yeah, these it's, inflated it's silly. Yeah. And and you can buy likes and all these things. And then suddenly someone looks like they're an influencer right. um on the on paper and they may not have busted their asses for years right. to create all of this content to actually get them there. Right. So I think that, and I hear that. I fully hear that. And then on the other side of the coin, I also hear that it's important to just like, for, especially for people like you who work with brands, you need a name for, for Yeah, us. you need to
1: call something, some, you know, yeah. call someone something. Yeah. But I think what you say is really interesting and important and really relates this idea of, um... Uh, the worry or anxiety of not being represented, represented for all that you are. And I think that really relates to our discussion about money, right? Is the fear around like money is about the number is about what my self-worth is and how successful I am and how hard I've tried or not tried. And I think that really does relate. And that that's actually like an important shame around money or like an, A reason I understand why people don't want to talk about money. Uh Because it's so associated with worth and success.
0: That's so true. And it is something that um, if I don't tell anyone what my income was, then they can't judge my worth based on whether it was higher or lower than theirs. right? And I think that's a really interesting concept. And it's also interesting when it comes to things like social media because you can make yourself look so much richer. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And so and therefore have so much more personal value right. than someone else if you just happen to be really good at taking photos totally. or live in a really pretty city right. or live in a city that has a lot of sunshine. Which perpetuates the whole problem. It absolutely, like I do feel like social media definitely feeds into yeah. that sense of like, Like material wealth and just general, like how, how great your life is, is associated with your wealth, Mm -hmm. whether or not, I mean, literally there are, there are so many influencers who would be having a hard time paying their bills, who would be like, they would, I mean, I even had someone on my podcast that, that talked about going through bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. um, and that was, she was so vulnerable and amazing to talk about that. Yeah. But there are so many people who, because of social media, it's a lot easier to be like, by the way, I'm awesome. Have you noticed I'm awesome? I am awesome. Mm-hmm. I am awesome. And probably rich totally. without saying it. Yeah. And it's really good to just have this conversation and be like, by the way, in case you didn't know it explicitly, your worth isn't attached to how much you have in the bank account. It's not attached to your debt. It's not attached to how many followers you have. It's not attached to how many paid campaigns you got this yeah. month, or if you've ever gotten one at all. That is not where your worth comes from.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I will admit, of course, I think about these things, right? You know, I don't. I'm not above like thinking about social media and thinking about like what does it mean to have an audience, and like, do I like that there are less people following me than there used to be? And of course, I think about those things, you know. But I. I really, really try, um, have tried to change my relationship because, um, it really stresses me out. It never helps me make anything that I like. Um, I don't like comparing myself to other people. Um, it's, it's not really valuable to me. It doesn't really give me anything. It doesn't serve me other than to feel like anxious and like depressed because I'm constantly like thinking of making things in terms of like likes or followers. really fucking stressed me out um and i really really have tried really hard to disconnect from that and sometimes i like care about it too much like i'm not gonna say that i've totally achieved being above kind of the anxiety of social media um and also feeling like you know your worth is somehow connected to the validation of others through social media of course i struggle with that yeah of course i do
0: yeah and i think that people who are Influencers, I'm just going to say it and stop saying it. Yeah, just sit with it. People it. People who are influencers also need to be really aware of feeding into that. And I think that's a really hard thing to do because when it's kind of like any sort of caste system or social hierarchy, if you're at the top. And you're being told you're valued more than the people at the bottom. It's really hard to be the one at the top and be like, no, no, no. I don't need to be at the top. Yeah. We can all fit up here. It's Mm -hmm. really hard to do that. Um, But I think that I've experienced other people who are influencers truly speak about other human beings Mm -hmm. with smaller followings in ways that makes my eyes fall out of my head. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, wow, you've actually bought in to the idea that you
1: are more valuable. Right, right. And that is appalling to me. Yeah, I mean, it's gross for sure. It's very gross. It's very gross and like really just, you know, it's it's like a modern expression of like how alienated we are from each other overall, right? Where we don't, aren't really socialized to have meaningful connections with each other um, in, you know, in a broad based way and this is one of the results of that, which is that we live our lives online and, you know, rely on the validation of others. Yeah. To feel worth.
0: <sighs> yeah, and mental health is so attached to that, it which is. is
1: frightening. It is. Yeah. I mean, we have to do the best that we can to, like, rem- you know, retain, like, space and perspective. Yeah, It's difficult, though. It's it fun, I mean, so for difficult. me, I, like, work in social media. So I think about social media all the time. Can you speak
0: about what it's like employing influencers you don't yeah. have to you don't oh. have to say anyone's in sure. but yeah. i would love to hear just like because you get both sides of the coin mm-hmm. you're like the first person that i've had as a guest who can speak to this yeah. is what it's like to actually work with these bitches
1: <laughs> yeah totally i mean um i will say that my experience has been both positive and negative sometimes um i'll be like talking with someone who thinks that they're like a celebrity superstar and the things that they ask for are absurd, like laughable and ridiculous. Any, any, can you give any examples? Um, for sure. Like, you know, like some of, you know, the rates for like people who have like a large following and get high engagement, which refers to the amount of times someone has interacted with a piece of content. If you don't Know what that is? I guess uh-huh. I I saw that you were like taking the time to stop and explain things. I'm like, that's good. That's really good that she does that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, they'll ask for like an insane amount of money. Um, they'll ask for like accommodations to be paid for. That's unreasonable. Um, they will, you know, um, refuse to fulfill on like their agreements sometimes. Then i work with people who are like incredibly gracious um and wonderful and polite and professional um who are joy to work with just like anything else like i work with ridiculous insane people who i kind of want to be like you need to take a seat like what do you think you're doing with this behavior um and then there are people who are great and i will say like be nice always be nice like that's I could give that advice more in a professional setting. Be kind, be polite, be gracious, be courteous, always. Um, always act from a position of gratitude when you're working with someone mm-hmm. um, as much as you can because they'll wanna work with you again. And if you're shitty, no one's gonna wanna work with you, mm-hmm. so don't be shitty. Don't be shitty. Also, yes,
0: agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. Now, can you give, and this this is going back to episode one, well, part one, not episode part one. one, not Star Wars. Um, can you say what your experience is with an industry standard of what people should charge for what their following size is?
1: For sure. And this is a like a question that I get a lot. Like, how do you decide? Like, how do you put a value on? Um, someone's following and then their level of engagement or not. Mm -hmm. And honestly, to be honest, there is no set in stone criteria. It really is about how much money are we willing to spend and what is this person going to ask for? and Am I willing to pay for it? So, I mean, that's another thing. It's like always ask about budgets, never leave that to like, as a final question, um, always be upfront and clear about that, you know? From a, pers- from a perspective of like working on the agency side, of course, you know, I work within the constraints of a certain amount of money, right? That we have to spend on any given project or partnership. And then it's about, okay, so like what is this person's rate, right? Am I willing to meet them there? If they want more, how much more? Do I have to say no? It really depends. It really, really does depend. And then there's some people who, um, I can tell, like have no idea whatsoever what they should be charging. And they'll quote some low rate, which from like a business perspective is music to my ears, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, of course. So you'll just take it if they quote it at low rate. you'll just Yeah, like, okay. I mean, I hate to have to say that, but like, you know, like I think about it, like I'm gonna offer them more money yeah. than what they quoted, which is to say it's your responsibility to, know to what understand what the value of your work is and no one else's but your own. Yeah. Um, so like, if someone quotes me like $500 for an Instagram post, I'm like, awesome, cool. Like, or five for two, Some someone has quoted me before. And I'm like, great. But the thing is like, what I'd love to say is like, you're charging too little, like too little. Right. You need to be charging more. Right. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to like, you know, inform ourselves. And you know, and then there are people who like, have quoted higher than I want to spend, but like, I want to work with them you know, and so I'm willing to up the budget or I have some flexibility. Um, So always be prepared to put forward, like if anyone's interested, like in a real kind of a interaction with a brand um, over a partnership on social media, always know what your number is and be prepared to, um, you know, state that very clearly. Um, And if you are being offered something that you think is too low, like be prepared to counter and then decide whether or not you want to take the money being offered to you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So there isn't, you don't have like a chart that you pull up in no. a Google doc
1: that says like for every hundred followers pay them. No. Cause I also don't think that um, having that uniform type of system is really the best way to go. Right. Cause for me, like my priority in my personal life, is to work with people who produce amazing visual art, right? Like that's my priority. Um, And I think that that is very like worth more uh, monetarily than someone who has just as many followers, like a big audience, high engagement, but like the content is shitty. Yeah, And like that's, there's a place for that, right? Like that's sometimes the priority is to like have the audience, right? Um, For me, I do my best to, you know, Air on the side of like great audience, but great content first and foremost. That's what I like to air on. This sometimes that's not possible. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I work with personalities, um, and like no judgment. I don't think it's like you're a bad person if you're on Instagram to be like a celebrity necessarily. Like, who am I to judge? Like, do what you want to do. You know, more power to you. Whatever. Yeah. Make that paper. Yeah. You know. Make the green. Um, but, you know, personally, like I'm willing to spend more money on higher quality content. So sometimes I'll spend more money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, that was going to be my next question was like, what do you as someone who is an influencer, but also hires influencers, what do you look for? And I think that, yeah, well, you just you already answered it. It's kind of you're looking for the content being great. Yeah. You're looking for you know and i think that that's the thing some people are on social media because it's where they connect with their friends and family mm-hmm. sometimes it's because it's where they follow people that they look up to and they want to like humanize that person and mm-hmm. get to know the real side of them and then other times it's like they are content creators and it's part of their job and they want to you know find that line and for me being on social media i feel like i used to be more of the person that would try to find the balance in my in my posts in my feed just mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit personal, a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. And now I love stories because my stories are the personal stuff. Yeah. But my feed- You do get really
1: personal stories. They love it.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Keep it up. But my feed is really like that's where I'm like, okay. If, a, you know, if I want to show what my greatest
1: content right. is, this is where it needs yeah, to go. Yeah, you're using it as a portfolio. Yes. Which and essentially is what it is. It's a, li- you know, it's a living, changing portfolio. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, so, but back to you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Are there any uh, sort of rules or regulations that you put on yourself when it comes to what you'll share, what you won't share, What you know, anything that you that you try to follow when it comes to your own life and social media.
1: That's a really good question, and I actually should take the time to be more thoughtful about that because I don't know if I've really taken the time to set those boundaries for myself. Um, I will say I do default to maybe holding back a little bit as far as um, how I use the platform to like share my life for sure. I am for sure like weary of how I present myself. I do think about it because as we both know and we've discussed, you know, the, the picture of a person online isn't necessarily who it is offline. I try as much as I can to like be the same person, though I'm not sure if I always succeed. Um, and so I, I mean, I actually look forward to thinking more about like why am I here doing this? Like, what am I going to share about myself? Like what's off limits? I think that's really important to know Mm. for Mm. yourself. It is. So, you know, TBD. Okay. Yeah. Get back to us. Yeah.
0: When we have part two with Bernie,
1: god, you can answer
0: that. Um, okay. So I, uh, I work with cat footwear for this podcast Mm -hmm. and they're amazing and I love them. And I love working with them because, um, They're all just, they're, they're really, really focused on trying new things, Mm -hmm. seeing what works and what doesn't and not being afraid Mm -hmm. to fail.
1: Yeah. And I love that. That's such a great mentality. Ugh, it's very rare too.
0: Yeah. So can you tell me about a time where you were taking a risk and it can Mm -hmm. either be, since we were talking about money, it can either Mm -hmm. be a financial risk or it could be a creative risk. Or it could be something to do with your job mm-hmm. that you have now mm-hmm. where you were like, I'm going to try this thing. And you're right. super excited and then it didn't go super well. Um, and either what you learned or how you knew how it's ended up being OK or any anything to do with maybe a little bit of failure.
1: That's an excellent question. I think the first thing that comes up to, for me is my first like photo show where I printed my photos and I put them on a wall and then people could look at them. And I haven't had one since, and that was several years ago because I viewed it as a total failure. And the reason that was, was I'd never done a show before. I was really anxious. I'd never printed my photos before. I mean, my experience as a photographer had been up until that point, like so digital, so online. I never had the practice and experience of doing that and found, I was like, whoa, this is a whole thing. This is a whole thing. And I found, I was like, I I picked way too many photos. I, like, spent way too much money. I printed them, mounted them in a really horrendous way. And it, like, looked (laughs) fucked up. And then at the end of the day, I was like, okay, like, now here to the world. I mean, it was at a coffee shop in San Francisco. It's not like I, you know, like, had a, you know, show at MoMA or something or whatever. Not to, like, make this more important. But it was important for me because it was the first time that I was doing it. I told people about it. I was excited about it. And then I got up on the wall and it looked... Shitty. It was just, like, really shitty. It wasn't the best representation of my work at all. Um, And you could tell that it looked sloppy. And I was really embarrassed. Like, I was really... um, I felt disappointed in myself because I didn't really set myself up to be successful. Um, Ask for help, like, really have a plan about how I was going to do this, like, understood why I was doing this, like, what I wanted to get out of it. None of those things I, like, really really took the time, uh, to figure out. And then like the result was that it was sucked. Yeah. Um, and I failed and that was really, really a really big teaching moment because I, I discovered like, wow, I didn't really set myself up to be successful, but it's really good that I did that because I know now like what I would do differently. Mm. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like the worst. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I, I think like I printed them out and then I, like bought like i like glued them on like foam core or something like these expensive prints like i didn't know what i was thinking cuz so i thought it would be cheaper than framing and then it just like looked heinous it was awful and then i was like oh wow like printing photos is different
0: so you learned you learned what not to do i did yeah and do you think it's valuable to know what not to do
1: it's so valuable to know what not to do because i mean i make a million and one mistakes all of the time and the difference between me and maybe someone else is that um i use it as an opportunity to like learn and get better as quickly as i can yeah um i am frustrated like i get frustrated with things that i'm not immediately good at (laughs) i mean which seems so obvious but like I've had a hard time like asking for help or like having the patience to learn things or do things a different way. And I've really, really worked hard to change that about myself. And like, I'm so glad that I did yeah. because um, it's important to be able to fail and then like fail fast, right? Like fail for sure. We learn, relearn things from our failures, but fail quickly. Yeah. You know, like don't let your failure be like the resounding part of your experience. Mm. You know let it be a teaching moment that pushes you to do better. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. You're welcome. What do you do for self care? That's, oh God, you're full of good questions. So I've been thinking about this a lot because I've really, um, I'm not where I want to be on my self care. I work a lot um, and I don't really spend time like taking care of myself as much as I should. Um, I'm like over 30 years old now. And like my body is like, ho. Oh, you know what? Guess what? There are consequences to your actions uh-huh. and you're going to be stiff and you're going to hurt. And like, you can't, um, put like any amount of booze, drugs, or food in your body and have no consequences. Uh huh. Like, so that's been fun. Yeah. Um, so I really like want to get back into like a routine of exercise and walking and like moving my body. Cause I don't move my body. A lot. And I and I know in, in the past, when I've taken that time, you know when you, like, start exercising and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I feel so good. Like, this is who I am now. Like, why have I not done this uh-huh. before? Like, my <laughs> life is transformed. Like, I am an exercise person. Yeah. And then you, like, don't do it for two days. You're like, it's over. It's uh-huh. over now. huh But when I... In the past, like, you get to that place and it's, like, it's so obvious. Like, it feels so good to move your body. It, like, makes me less anxious, less stressed. So, I have now a recumbent bike in my apartment. It's called Le Monde, which seems French and fancy. And, like, that is a superior product. I'm going to sit my ass on that bike and, like, ride my bike. Is it a stationary bike? Yeah, it's a stationary bike recumbent bike. So, it's, like, not, like, you don't even have to be on one of those stools. It's, like, up your butt and it's uncomfortable. It's, like, one of those, like, chill bikes wow you're sitting back and then you bike ride sounds amazing I mean I'm gonna get my bike ride on
0: uh yeah I mean I love SoulCycle because I can be in a dark room and it's loud and I don't have to hear myself I really
1: see I wanted to get to this point I was like but like not so because I was like my vagina hurts after I did one SoulCycle it was like horrible yeah and, like, i have anxiety around exercising around other people sometimes. Yeah. So and this was, like, my answer to it. Well, my it chiller answer. Okay, well, enjoy your French bike. <laughs> yeah. I will. Um it's like, the only – it's, like, the closest to France I've ever gotten. This <laughs> is <laughs> this bike. Yeah.
0: I love it. Um, well – I totally hear you on exercising around other people. Like, if I had to exercise around other people in the daylight, I would be so stressed because who yeah. wants that? Don't look at me. Yeah. But I love it because SoulCycle is basically pitch black. It's cool. It's like a party. It's like uh-huh. a club,
1: but you're exercising. Exactly.
0: And so no one's looking at me. No one No one can hear because it's so damn loud yeah. in there. Yeah. That you no one's hearing me that I'm barely I can barely breathe. Cause I'm yeah. just like <laughs> totally. I'm like
1: <laughs> barely alive. The and- first time I did Soul Cycle and the only time was I like I uh, went to get a sip of water and I knocked my bottle like right into my lip with so much force that I split it and I was like bleeding all over the place. Oh it was god. so uncute. My poor sister in law, I can imagine she was thinking like I can't bring you anywhere. Oh my god. So it blew it so bleeding, hard. Bleeding. Yeah, I like walked out and I was like, I don't know if my vagina is ever going to feel the same and I have like a split lip. I was oh like, maybe God. this isn't for me, but I lo- like, I, I get it. Oh I think it's gosh. so awesome. That's really funny. Yeah. Sorry for laughing. No, um, I mean, it's hilarious.
0: It is really funny, but, um, I hear you and I like, I, I love it. I love it, but I also hear you. So yeah. yeah, anyway, some people I've watched some people bring in their own special seat covers.
1: Yeah. So they must also need oh, to protect their
0: vaginas wow. or balls.
1: Jaden doesn't like it because of the balls. Oh, right. I imagine that would be really uncomfortable for your balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very abrasive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute little segue though.
0: Speaking of all the things that we have in common with pain when we work out. Yeah. What do you have in common with? with all of humanity people that are super different to you super similar to you what's the one thing that you would be like hey guys let's all just come in here and talk about how we all have this
1: um i guess i would say like that we're all doing the best that we can and i really truly believe that um even when we're not doing the best that we can like we really are like everyone's just trying to live their life you know what i mean you know make the money if they can have a good place to sleep, people who love them, and that, like, we fuck up and we're all doing the best we can. Like, you're really trying to remember that. And I do, I do think that's true. And we're we're trying, we're all trying hard. We are. Yeah, and like, give yourself a break. I like it. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for having me. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using out of line podcast, And let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season.